Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. Hello, beautiful people. Jade, do we have any updates this week for Married at First Sight or Bachelor, Bachelorette news? Let me think. I don't think we have any updates for Married at First Sight. I feel like those people are just kind of chugging along. With so many couples, I would expect more entertainment. But, I mean, with so many seasons and so many couples, I guess I would Mm -hmm. expect more entertainment. Um, with Bachelorette, I've seen on my own, my own little pages, some things have filtered through to me. Mainly, uh, it looks like Greg from Katie season, who just had that, you know, massive departure. Mm-hmm. Who just broke um, up with Katie. Yeah, just broke up with Katie, stormed off. I guess we'll talk about him in a little bit as well. Um, looks like he's been spotted with Bree from... Matt James oh, yeah, season. from Matt season. Oh, Bree's cute. Uh-huh. Oh, that'd be yeah. cute. I mean, maybe they're just hanging out. Someone spotted them and asked them, like, came up to them or something like that, and they were like, we're trying to be discreet. And I was like, oh, That's interesting because be. Bree is in what? San Francisco? Like, the Bay Area? Mm-hmm. I think they were in New York, and he's from New Jersey. Is that correct? Yeah, he's from Jersey. Um, yeah. So, oh, so she was in New York? Is that what you're saying? It sounds like they were both... It looked like they were both in New York, from my understanding. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. That is very um, interesting. I mean, Greg's a cutie. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, he moved on so fast, I guess, Girl. maybe. I mean, this season just came out. Um, but we'll yeah, I'm trying to it. think if there were some, <laughs> some other people spotted out and about. I know Mike Johnson just went to this big event with a bunch of people. Oh my God, I followed him. Blessings to him. Uh, you're not missing time. anything. It was like an event with Bachelor. I think it was for Bachelor in Paradise, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know what's going on in Bachelor Streets. Barely know anything going on in the Man at First Sight Streets. But if y'all watch Love After Lockup, I know what's going on in those streets. We'll Um, talk about it. I feel like, do I have any updates about Married at First Sight? I've been in the Reddit streets. Um, Not really a lot of updates. This whole season, I mean, we were only on episode four, but there's not really a lot of, like, spoilers out there, so I haven't really seen much of anything. Hmm. Um, I did see that Jamie Otis posted this really strange photo of her and her husband. I forgot his name. Doug. Doug. Um, They were both crying. And she captioned it like, oh, we just we just had a session with our therapist and, you know, we're just not going to give up on each other. And I'm like, this is so fucking weird. Like, who is like Mm. you're in the middle of arguing and crying with your husband? You're like, you know what? Let's take a photo so so we can show the folks, you know, how we, you know, show up for each other. Like, it's just so fucking weird. And like, she's just. So if oh. you guys are interested, yeah, it's on our Instagram, but it was just like, what are we doing here? So I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I did see an article about like the rules of like bachelor or bachelorette stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it said like, you know, they can't eat during the dates because it'll interfere with the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a dress code they have to adhere to for the duration of the filming. Mm-hmm. It's something like no all white, um, no small checker patterns, no big patterns, no stripes. Um, I know. And I was like, hmm, 
Okay. Because, you know, I'm trying to just trying to figure out, you know, trying to get a better understanding of what I'm watching. So is that why Katie's wardrobe and dress code was so limited? I don't think so. Um, but I was looking for justification. I was like, okay, so she picked floral. <laughs> like she has like she has like a lot of floral and a lot of like just uh, basic things. And I was like, I guess maybe that would be the easiest thing to pack. Um, and I also saw that the only person that has glam is the lead, which means Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the girls on The Bachelor don't have glam and they have to pay for all those clothes apparently as well that they right. have to bring. Yeah. Um, and it was something like a lot they... of them rent, they do rent the runway a lot. I know they do. Mm, yeah. They were saying like, it's kind of hard for some people because they can't really get clothes sponsored before the right. show because it's, you know, you're, you can't tell people you've been cast. Exactly. Um, and let me think other interesting tidbits. They were saying something like they're filmed 24 seven or they're with crew 24 seven. So they shouldn't be able to sneak between rooms. Um, and the producers approve the first night outfits, which can sometimes lead to people wearing matching outfits because mess. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think those are pretty much the highlights. So I was like, ooh, okay, I'm learning a little bit. None of it's giving me any clarity about what's happening with Katie. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, we still don't understand why her attire and wardrobe is so poor. Um, yeah. So maybe I don't think it's can... poor. It's just, like, super safe. It's like, cause I don't know if it's what I wear on TV. Um, I think it's poor. Mm. I mean, she's on TV, like you said. Is like, there a stylist? Does stylist include yes. glam? Or does yes. glam include stylist? Yeah, there's glam and a stylist. But I think I can actually, I, I truly believe she was just like, no, I don't need it. I don't mm-hmm. need it. And it's like, but you're on TV. It's like, oh, but I just want to be real. Like, I just. She I, does want to be real, which I think was the problem with her and Greg, is he was like, you're not being yeah, real. Yeah, she just switched it up. And it's like, I don't know. Do we, are, do, are we, do we want to do Bachelor first? No, we can come <laughs> okay. back to those people. That we'll was just like a little update that. I was reading. And I was, you know, I was like, hmm, yeah. interesting. Details, details, details. But back to our Houston, Houstonites, is that what they call themselves? Houstoners? I don't know, actually. Okay, back to the people in Houston. Um, I'm going to take you guys through this kind of briefly. Um, Tamara will be with us as well, but there's really not a lot that happens this episode. And um, yeah, that's kind of, it's long, but it's not, there's not a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start with these people... We're go kind of back to the wedding night. Like, it just kind of, <laughs> like, even though we moved past this last episode, we go back to it. So we're yeah, like, because everybody's previous, back in their dresses, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like the previous episode, they were in bed going to sleep. And then this episode. They were in bed, yep. And this episode, we see them walking into the God. hotel rooms. Like, we see the send-offs, which is, I don't know. I feel like we've seen, we did see all this already, especially with them getting out of their dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do get some odd moments some things that were get i don't know why they were cut out of last week's episode but um we learned that bao and johnny his sister actually set up the bedspread i know i mentioned that like really traditional bedspread thing mm-hmm. um that no other couples had and apparently it's a bedspread with a hundred children embroidered on it um and it's supposed to mean like you'll start making your children now which i feel like is just a lot of pressure um, it just yeah, seemed and it's like and apparently it's a traditional Chinese bedspread. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. I thought I heard him say that as well because I was like, 
but aren't they yeah i know they're vietnamese, vietnamese but i guess they were just i don't know i was like all right cool you know whatever <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh yeah so he's basically um trying to warm up bow he's like let me know if there's they're not comfortable and she's like i definitely will which i believe i believe her um mm-hmm. he seems to be in a really good place and she's kind of I think she's taking it all in. I don't think she's in a bad place. Yeah, no, I think um, she's just processing. No, yeah, yeah. We see Rachel and Jose. This whole episode, they're kind of, their interactions are a little, a little strange. He's saying oh some, God. some weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> Was this when they were admiring each other's bodies or something? Like they're like changing clothes in front of each other. Yeah. Yeah, and so she's saying something like, "No, I think he was like." oh, you know, you're going to see what I got underneath here. I was really confused. Yeah, it was Something weird. about he's got something underneath this shirt, and she's like, oh. Yeah, she's like, you got a little something. <laughs> yeah, and then he had a bow tie on. He's like, I can keep the bow tie on. I'm like, keep it on for what? For sleep or else? And then she's like, oh, well, you know, I've you know, i got some work to do. And he's like, no, babe, you look beautiful. You look beautiful. Um, mm. and then at one point he has like a little confessional where he's like, oh, yes. you know, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, tonight, but it wouldn't be masculine for me to reject her if she wanted to have sex. And I was like, oh, yeah, he was like, you have to say yes. And I was like, what are That's you talking interesting. about? Interesting. I was like, Jose, do you feel that way? Now? Okay. So guys. yes. And my notes right here, I was like, <laughs> pause, 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 pause. We need to unpack this oh, Lord. because, and Someone I don't want to unpack everything throughout the episode but someone has not been to therapy i was like it wouldn't be masculine to say no like are we concerned with what's masculine like so you would you would have sex with her out of just strict obligation not because you do you feel like it's the manly thing to do (laughs) there are a lot of questions here that comment was wild that was loaded. I was like, so Jose, what do you want? <laughs> like, do you want to have sex with her? Or do you not? Like, do you feel like masculinity is tied to sexuality? Like, I'm I'm so intrigued. And and honestly, it reads that he is obviously a little bit insecure about, I think, masculinity and femininity. It's come mm, up before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we already know he doesn't really feel super attractive. And, but now, like, this whole sex thing, because remember he was talking about sex on the last episode or something like that, and it was, like, the first time we'd heard him mention sex at all. In the vows? (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, are you portraying to be, like, this sexual person that you're not? Or are you, like, I think he's in his head. I I, I blame Julie. Um, Who's Julie? She's his stepmama who's pushing sex on everybody. Oh, Julie. I was like, fuck Julie. Um, I mean, but yeah, I just feel like it was a very interesting comment. I, I want him to, I just want him to relax, <laughs> but I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah. so I think at one point, like they get into their pajamas and then they like get into bed and there was a lot of like moving around and it seemed like they were cuddling a little. He seems very affectionate, but now I'm thinking, my goodness, is it? This is seeming a bit performative. <laughs> yes, to I'm me. like, do you wanna be like because he's doing a lot of like kissing and like kissing mm-hmm. her on the cheek and like touching and I'm just like, are, he says that he's into her. She's got an amazing body and I I think he is attracted, but with that comment, I'm thinking, well, if you weren't, would we? Would you tell us? Like, I just I'm unsure. 
Mm, yeah. I just feel like all of it is like, this is how I'm supposed to do it. I'm supposed to touch her yeah. and tell her she's beautiful and be nice and smile a lot and, you know, whatever. But I don't know, like, how much of it is genuine. I guess we'll have to, say. like, see how the season plays out because I think he's just, like, super anxious. You know, I realize you're on TV and you're wanting to, like, you know, make a good impression on her family and her, but you're just saying really wild stuff. <laughs> and it gets wilder. <laughs> really wild stuff. Um, oh, bless him. We cut over to Mirlin Gill. Um, he says this was the best case scenario for him. He, they're like kind of laying in bed again. She's back in her, um, back in her wedding dress. Everybody's back in their dresses. This, mm-hmm. this whole part. They're laying down. You see them having like some banter. He asked her about her dad, and we learned that both of their dads were murdered. We knew his dad was murdered. She says she yeah. talks about her dad all the time, but I don't recall her mentioning Yeah. Well, I think she pertinent. was saying that because she talks about him so often, um, she just didn't feel like talking about him at that moment. Um, mm. But he says that, you know, apparently people came into the house. Um, he They passed by his I guess his I think room. he said he was like sleep on the couch or something. Like he was like out in the open. Yeah, like he was sleep and then like he was under the covers and they just passed by him and then went to his dad's room and he just heard ah, 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 is what he says. Mm-hmm. Um and then he says that two two of those shots hit his dad in the neck. Yeah. Um, and so he says they got to the hospital and they were just like, Yeah, he didn't make it. He didn't mention his mom. Which I thought, I thought was that was weird too, because he was like, They told me he didn't make it and I was like, What do I do now? And I was like, Where's your yeah, Mother. it was interesting that she wasn't in the com- in the story about him waking up because wouldn't the mom have been sleeping with the dad? Well, I also thought it was interesting that we didn't see him. I don't think we've seen him up in this point even like call his mom like to yeah you're right like, say like hey that, I'm getting married like yeah. what do you think? Like he was just like oh they're in Colombia they send their best and I'm like that's interesting because we at least got a phone call with uh johnny's you know estranged father and yeah so it was it It is very interesting it seems weird that we haven't seen him like facetime anyone there or that like friends yeah which is just seems like you know you would call like you would call your mom on your wedding day and be like i'm about to do it like you Mm -hmm. know she would like give. we saw everybody else talking to their mom so i'm not really sure what's the status of him and his mom but he does say he's already faced those demons of stuff with his dad because it's been it's been a long time um he was 14 yeah, which he's 35 now, right? Yeah. So I believe he's gone to therapy and kind of done some work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He offers Mirla a... F- oh, she refuses to talk about her dad. She's like, I don't talk about it right now, whatever. Mm-hmm. He takes it well, which I would have been like, bitch, I just open up to you. <laughs> You're just gonna... Okay. Because yeah. she was like... Into- she was engaged in the conversation. She was like, me too. And I was like, okay, so we're gonna, you know, continue this. But she's like, no, I'll talk about it later. He offers her a foot rub. She refuses that because and her and, and she says it's not gonna happen. I was like, that is so. It's such interesting. It's like language. she thinks he has a foot fetish. Yeah, Maybe he's she's just like, trying to be. Not gonna happen. I was like, damn, like <laughs> that's kind of weird. I don't know. It was strange. She's. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like she's normal. Like sometimes I feel like she's reasonable, and then sometimes I feel like she's just so off-putting. That yeah. I'm like, like I go back and forth with her because sometimes I'm like, "Oh, you're being normal," and then she'll just do something real jarring. I'm like, "Okay, sis. Like two yeah. steps forward, eight steps back." Goodness. Yeah. Oh. It's tough. We cut over to Brett and Ryan. There's a lot of cutting over oh, in this Lord. episode, y'all, and it's really unnecessary. But bear Sorry, with guys. bear with me. <laughs> We cut over to Brett and Ryan, who are also still in their wedding clothes. They're 
every time they talk, it's super oh awkward. It's, it's so like awkward. worse than um, Haley and Jacob. It's just like uh, nails on a chalkboard. Like watch them talk to each other. I don't know if they don't have anything to say. And it's always like nothing. Like Ryan literally <laughs> says, oh, he's trying to like toast or something. He's like, oh, can't wait to meet you more. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, happy that we are to this point. Like, what are you saying? Like, <laughs> Every time just... they come on the screen, it's a little hard to take notes on them because nothing is really yes. happening, but we're just like watching something. I don't know. She tells him that she changed into his shoes that he got her. And he, he like mentions how he didn't like really think about like those could be comfortable for her to wear during the night. He just like went with the joke and he's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Like he's he's all the way in his head and just mm-hmm. kind of like doing a lot of external processing. Yeah. Um, we see her ask him to like help unzip her. And she's like, just start the start the zipper. Um but don't zip it, don't unzip it all the way down. And him being as awkward as he is, he's like, well, if the butt crack shows, and I was like, this is weird. Why would you say that? <laughs> you don't have to say everything that comes to your mind. The whole thing was just weird. Like literally. And then like, he's like, I want to steal the kiss back since we kissed yes, early. Like, it's just it was weird. It's weird. <laughs> like he, so he was trying to say that like, she kissed him first at the altar. And so he was like, oh, I'm going to steal it back now. And I'm like, Ryan. <laughs> This isn't doing what you think it's doing. So they're super awkward, and it's just really uncomfortable. Um, so, yeah. So then we have Michaela and Zachary. Zach. I don't know why I'm mm-hmm. Michaela and Ryan. <laughs> um, so they're, like, laying in bed, you know, just, you know, coming down from an eventful day. She's rubbing his head. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he's very attracted to her, but more attracted to her personality, and he's so happy right now. He's talking too much. <sighs> she says he's like she's, on a monologue. Yes, like he. It was just like one whole monologue about just how happy he is and how beautiful she is, and the whole night was amazing. Blah blah. She says that she's ready for whatever the night brings, and you know she's leaning in. Again, we get a we get the same scene from last episode. Yeah, of things her we've coming seen already. Out into her pajamas, he's like, oh, oh, I didn't see all this. It's like, all right, Zach, we get it. Like, we get it. The only thing different in this scene is he mentions that one of his friends that was supposed to come to the wedding tested positive for COVID. Oh, yes, yes. And he yeah, said that's... something like, I think he said something like, oh, I hope I don't get it or something. Um, that's really the point of the scene, to be honest. Yes. Everything else is like happy, happy, happy. Um, yeah, and then like COVID, COVID. So I was just yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, um, we, we briefly see... Uh, Rachel and Jose, they said they didn't brush their teeth, but they were kissing all night. And I was like, gross. Oh, okay. So they wake up. Okay. Yeah. So now the next things are like everyone waking up. And so, yes, they do like all these kisses without brushing teeth. I'm like, okay, guys. That's that's weird. I think that's a little weird for a stranger. Um, Yes. Maybe not an established relationship, but like y'all didn't brush our teeth before bed and then y'all kissed all night. Okay. And he has nice teeth, remember? So... I don't know. Mm. Anyways, we go to Marilyn Gill. This seems like they had a good night. Um, he brings up the dad again, which I was like, ooh, that seems a little risky. Like, I don't know if I would bring it up to her again because she always <laughs> just didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> but she's very gracious about it, which I'm like, okay, she's being normal. And she kind of has this wild story that her half-sister, I think it's her half-sister or maybe her stepsister, set her yeah. dad up. 
and had this him is... come over to the apartment and the boyfriend stabbed him to death? Let's talk about this just really okay. briefly. Okay. Mm-hmm, so she mm-hmm. says that the dad had remarried. And so his dad's wife, him and his her dad and the wife had a daughter. So I guess that would be stepsister then, right? If if it's her if it's his kid then it's yeah. a half sister. Yes, right. And so he went to her house and apparently he had been harassing her. So then the husband comes up from behind and then stabs him and then apparently she helped stabbed him and then they dumped him somewhere. Yeah, they like rolled him up and dumped him. Which I was like, what the hell? And then they confessed. And so this story is nuts. And it's probably in the news. What's her name again? Oh Lord. Mirla, oh here we go. Mirla Feria. Oh crap. Lord have mercy. Um, father, here we go. People, look at people of Google. Yikes. Um, do I? Okay, we'll keep going. We'll come yes, back to we're that. Gonna, we're gonna do some investigative journalism and but, um, get back. With yeah, you. she told us that wild story, which I was like, I don't think you've talked about this before. Not Ooh. to us. And it honestly explains why she didn't feel like saying anything like the night before, because this is a story, you know, best said in the daytime, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, although I didn't really care for his reaction because he was just like, wow, that's some telenovela stuff. And I'm like, well, what while, is he going to say? While true, I, I just felt like while it is, you know, telenovela stuff like this is kind of her life. So I, I wish he had been like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. You know, may he rest in peace. Like it was just mm-hmm. very like, wow, that's wild. And I was just like, Ugh. but she took it in yeah, stride. I think, it was fine. Yeah, I think his reaction is kind of based on the way she told it. Because she was like just telling like she was reading a book. Like it wasn't. Well, yeah, she true. told it kind of with a little emotion. And so I think if she would have like paused and said like mm-hmm. you know this is difficult from like indicated that she was struggling telling it then she would have gotten more of that compassionate reaction from him but i think she was like yeah that really happened mm-hmm. yeah. and uh i was like oh i don't know not that i don't know it's sad but yeah, that's pretty messed bad. up yeah <sighs> um we see michaela and zach waking up she or they're talking about snoring you know whatever (laughs) just nothing he says i only snore when i'm sick or when i'm really really tired um she says oh this is when they're eating breakfast Mm -hmm. um so they're like sitting at the table eating breakfast talking about nothing still but they're laughing absolutely nothing (laughs) Um, i think at one point this was really interesting i wanted to mention this so i think he asked her why she wanted to get married at first sight And she Mm -hmm. says that she wanted to stop the habits that she was doing. She can be very passive and nonchalant. And that was a downside in relationships. Mm -hmm. Did that answer the question of why she wanted to get married at first sight? I think stopping bad habits of like just ruining relationships might have. Um, So that that might be. So... By getting married, that would stop the bad habits of being passive and the nonchalant behavior? Probably. Well, I don't think so, right? Because then they also start talking about jealousy, and she's like, I'm jealous. And I was like... Well, no, and she said she's not jealous, she's possessive. And I'm like, so what's the difference? That's not... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um... (laughs) It's just, it was just interesting. Like, I just didn't understand. Like, usually when you say, oh, I wanted to get married because, you know, I really want a partner. You know, I want someone mm-hmm. to travel with or someone to, you know, hang out with me and cook dinners. And her response was more about, like, 
traits that she takes on in a relationship. It wasn't necessarily why you want to get married. Yeah, but the thing that caught me was when she said she's possessive, he says that's a turn on. And I was like, that's, right? this is toxic. I was like, oh, Lord, y'all are about to be a complete disaster. Treading dangerous waters. <sighs> but they're sitting there laughing, you know. Mm-hmm. Cack- it's all funny now. It's all cackling funny back and now. forth. Um, let me see. Brett and Ryan. Brett says Ryan doesn't feel like a stranger, which Girl. I, I don't know how. Because I literally have just... one sentence for them, and it was literally, he said that he hopes that they can continue the easy, nonstop communications. Are we missing all the talking they're doing? You know, my my sentence was, he's so weird, period. Just <laughs> I'm like, like, are we missing something? <laughs> he kept saying, like, oh, I just can't wait to, you know, we talk all night. And I'm like, but y'all aren't talking. Like, you're not saying anything. I think this could be really nice once they've hit their stride, but it's like very clear that they're like, you know how like when you're a kid and you go on a field trip and you have to like, they partner you with somebody who you don't talk to. And like, Mm -hmm. so y'all trying to like do projects and stuff together on the field trip. This is what that feels like. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like they, are they attracted to each other? You think? Because he's really giving me some really weird vibes. Like, it's like, he's like playing a part. Like, I don't know if he is really into her. I think I don't think he knows her well enough to be into her truthfully. I think he's like imagining how he wants things to be. I think he's like, and then in the notebook this happened, and then the notebook this happened, and I think he like has this this like secondary track going on in his head of how Mm -hmm. he's thinking is progressing, not realizing that it's like very cringy in the moment. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, we go visit our friends Bow and Johnny. They're waking up in bed. They're chipper, you know. Have, mm-hmm. I guess they had a good night. Um, Bao says they have each other's numbers and asks him if he remembers the last time they hung out. Johnny doesn't remember anything, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Not memorable. I know. It's like kind of like typical. Um, but, yeah, so she, she sends him a text message, and he's like, yeah, I have your number saved. But he deleted all the messages they had together, and he says he automatically deletes messages every year or something like that yeah he said like after a year he like deletes the threads mm-hmm so she, she doesn't like, delete okay. anything because she's bow <laughs> yes and so she's like we talked about going to this thing and then you ghosted me mm-hmm. um i guess they, they were supposed, supposed to go to, to a go, museum yeah museum of fine arts and she was like oh i'll go and then he ghosted her and i was like damn he's like oh well 2021 johnny won't let you down or something like that i was like all that's right. probably why she didn't consider him back then because <laughs> it sounds like by all means johnny has been a fuck boy for like the last mm-hmm. t- since exactly. she's known him so she's like he's cute but you know there's nothing there. <laughs> no, exactly. Nothing Nothing of potential. So then we, I believe we transition um, to some spoken word from, was this Pastor Cal? Who says each spouse what? will sit down with their in-laws <laughs> and wa- in-laws and friends. And oh, sure. They, since yeah. they just I don't met, take notes be, from these experts talk anymore. Well, he says that since they just met, this will be a great opportunity to get some insight into who they just married the night before. Um, so then I think we start with Jose and Rachel. Yeah, that's what okay. I have. He meets with her friend and her, the same friend and mom that she met with before. Cause I guess those are the people that yes. are cleared by production. Yes. And so, uh, Rachel's mom says that Rachel is super professional. She has her master's degree. She's thinking of getting her doctorate. 
Um, but that she's a little messy at home. She's invested <laughs> so much in her career and school. And so like, she just kind of doesn't really care about like her home life. Um, <laughs> and then the friend says that, oh, I can't wait until you, you ride in her car. And Jose is like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, oh, you know, she just hit a few things. I was like, damn, that's, I feel like her friend was being a little shady, like yeah, more than a little shady. Like, like she's like throwing her under the bus multiple times. Yeah. So then she further says that Rachel doesn't really like express her emotions. Um, she'll usually just say like mental notes and her biggest fear is being perceived as annoying. Um, and then mom says something weird about how she's super sweet, you know, just talk to her gentle or she'll explode. I was like, what does that even mean? It's almost like, like you would expect this conversation to go this way. So I was like, okay, give me the dirt on her. Right. But if my family said stuff like that to somebody that I'm in a relationship with, I'd be like, what are y'all doing? We're not going to be family anymore. Cause like, you're not on my side. Like you're not telling them the good things, but we're just bashing me. Yeah. Um, especially her little, her little friend. I think her mom was being a lot more reserved and just be like, no, just be sweet with her. Um, and she'll be sweet with you. Right. But I guess because of that prior guy she dated, the one who destroyed her self-esteem, I think that's why mom, mom said that, you know, like, just be, just be sweet because you don't want to push her. She's right. a sensitive subject there. Goodness. But I don't know. I didn't like the friend, especially with that mental note thing. I didn't, didn't like it. Yeah, I was just like, I would never, like, I would be more like, what you gonna do? Like, you need to make sure you don't mess up. Like, I would never put my friend in a, any type of light that would make her look sideways. Like, I would Exactly. My friend that. is perfect. You need to take care of her. Right, like, you need, like, you, it's an honor for you to even be here with her. So, like, I don't, these friends, when they be doing this shit, I'm like, you guys, it's a little, yeah. a little problematic. Um, so then Rachel is chatting with Jose's, uh, were these was this was the stepmom and the dad and was his and his his real mom, mom was there, there as well mm-hmm. okay she never says anything so i wasn't even sure yeah um, she doesn't really say much enough. that's why i think i think julia's talking a lot but i think she's also trying not to talk so his mom can talk but she can't help herself yeah um so rachel says that she's super concerned because everything is going so well and you know what could they argue about um, and dad says that Jose is very extreme <laughs> with his structured personality. He's very big on time, being on time. He's a big financial guy and he will not go out and blow money. And he has a board on his wall for all of his expenses. And he's really passionate about his credit score. And so Rachel says, oh, well, you know, I'm not really a big saver, but I definitely wanted someone, you know, who can help me with that and who can help me, you know, with money. And so I thought that was a good for her to say. She's basically saying, you know, I'm not good at any of that stuff. So hopefully he can help me. Yeah. Um, and then that was all I got from that. Yep. I would say that's the, that's the highlights of that conversation. Then we go to Brett and Ron, which still not much is even happening when they're introducing. I mean, when not they're like, meeting with the parents. Not much conversation. No. I mean, Ryan's still being awkward. He meets with Brett's parents. Um, they ask about first impressions and he's like, well, she's a redhead. And again, we come back to this, this redhead thing, which we've already established. That's not her natural hair color. Why are we 
you why guys, are we focusing on that? If we have any, you know, white or Caucasian listeners, could you guys share with us like why being a redhead is like such a negative thing? It seems like I think he, there's a lot of like <laughs> slander for gingers, but, but why? Like I, I don't understand because they say gingers don't have souls, and you know they call them fire crotches and stuff like that. Where does that come from? I, I'm just really confused. And so Ryan strikes me as a guy oh, I have like, an idea. What is it? Do you remember? Maybe we don't. Oh, I don't really remember because this wasn't part of my lifetime. But there is something, I think, when Irish people migrated to America and mm-hmm. they were called like filthy and dirty Irish people, maybe. I think that might have started some of this. Oh, oh so this is racism? Uh, Kind of. Well, you know, they say like one in 20 people are redheads, but like redheaded people get a lot of crap. You know, they have like really fair skin. They yeah, burn they just, easily. They have freckles. I it's, just don't understand. And so, and he says something that's just really so ignorant where uh, he's like, oh, we know what they say about, you know, people with red hair. They're either beautiful or not. You know, I have that note and I was like, surely that doesn't go with that. Maybe I just misunderstood like that was what nuts. he said. Like that was so offensive and his parent, her parents are just sitting there like, uh, like, dude, what the fuck? Like that was just <sighs> so, so nuts. And the fact bad. that she's not even a true redhead. So it's like, what are you talking about? She can just dye her hair like, oh. Oh my God. He needs help. He needs help. I think he needs to talk to his sister some more. She seems to be the more grounded one. Mm-hmm. about that um so then his his (laughs) parents ask ryan if he's got any questions about her or if he wants to know anything and he says no doesn't have any questions he don't want to know nothing this he's gonna let this unfold like the notebook because Mm -hmm. that's that's his frame of reference i mean sometimes that's nice right you don't want to have like any predetermined ideas about who (laughs) this person is gonna be like if someone tells you they're messy and they say mental note like you get on their damn nerves all the time you don't want that kind of energy like you know uh, just like you know what are some positive things or some positive antidotes or stories you could share what was he like as a child like you know you can ask things that aren't like tell me about him so that I don't spoil it. You know, like I just, mm. it just felt Wait, like are you was... talking about Brett when she met Ryan's parents? Well, no, I meant like what I would do. Like, oh, okay. if I were in the situation, it's not that I want to know everything about him, but I would still be like, you know, oh, well, how was he as a child? Like just something to show that I've got, you know, I'm interested. Interested? Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, no, nah, I'm good. No, it's kind of like a job interview when they ask you if you have questions. Right? You're like, nope. I was like, <laughs> don't wow. have anything. Um, we see her meet with his mom and his siblings, I think. I know it's his sister. I can't remember who that guy is. I think that's his best friend. That's his biological mom there. Because the other mom that we met with dad in the kitchen that time where his dad said he was a a disappointment. A normal kid? Yeah, I guess that was his stepmom, I guess. Interesting. Okay. We get some commentary from his sister about all the kind of people that the kinds of people that he dates. His sister says they're potatoes and beautiful with no substance. So I was like, are potatoes beautiful? That's that's interesting. Then she called them props. Who's a potato and who's the prop? I mean, like, because Brett, I mean, not Brett, I mean, Ryan, like, I think his sister needs to um, reevaluate who she's talking about because Mm. Ryan is not a prize so I, I i just don't know why she felt so inclined to like speak so poorly about the women he's dated when it could be the problem could be him so i, I don't know that was i'm thinking strange. regardless of him he may attract women who use him or like 
I don't know. I feel like... I don't feel like he's probably dating, like, within his league. I feel like he's dating out of his league. Mm. And he doesn't realize he's out of his league, but, like, yeah. the girls. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, I don't know. She says it's important, or they say it's kind of important to banter with him. And I was like, hmm, is that what he's doing? He's bantering? This whole time when he's just, like, talking about nothing and back and forth, that's, like, he's calling that banter? That's not banter to me. <laughs> that's he don't got the bants, man. He don't got the bants. <laughs> she says she can do that though she's like yeah 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 i'm great at that Mm. whatever 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 we go back to mirla and gil this is interesting (laughs) um it's interesting one because he meets with three of her friends who are all guys and she meets with three of his friends who are all women Mm -hmm. um or i guess one of her people is her brother yeah Yeah, so it's two of her guy friends and her brother because it's or Elier, Dion, sure. and then the brother Juan, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he says, they ask him, like, so, man, like, what are you concerned about? He says he's concerned about her in regards to finance um, and the lifestyle and things like that. Her brother, who, he's really overprotective. Maybe not overprotective, but he's very protective. He says he sees her finances and knows that she has saved her required amount before she spends anything else on extra. Um... Which I guess he may have taken the father role once the dad was murdered, whenever that happened. Mm-hmm. But it seems like well, they're very intertwined and connected. And that was six years ago. Oh, that was six years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was like 28. So, I mean, she's really, you know, I don't really think she needs him to be a father figure. But, you know, it's fine. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, he sees all of her finances. That's yeah, that was interesting. And I was like, maybe she showed you like a budget or two a couple years ago. But like, I don't really I, I felt like that was a stretch. maybe they have like an account. Do you think yeah, some of this money they got is from dad? Some of the money she has is from her dad's like life insurance. Uh, I don't think they have life insurance. OK, well, because she, she kept saying they grew up super poor. So like, to that's me, true. Like, I don't, I don't see them as someone who would have had a life insurance policy. And that may just be my, you know, my ignorance, but, you know, life insurance is, I think, maybe like a more middle class thing. Like, I don't see if you're like super pitching, you know, pennies. Mm-hmm. And she just keeps saying we were super poor, super poor, super poor. So I'm assuming there was no life insurance. Mm. But I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. I guess but, maybe we won't see, but. Yeah. But I do feel like in regards to the money, so I heard that her wedding dress, I saw on Instagram that she was selling it for, I believe, $10,000. Apparently, mm-hmm. it retails at eight five, so like 8500 And the show paid like maybe 2000 So she had to come up with like $7,000 for that mm. wedding dress. So I hope brother put that into the into the budget as well. Um, yeah, when he, was, when he was checking the firm, make sure she's she's saving the right amount. I hope he took out the dotted line for eight thousand dollars for the for the gown. Yeah, I mean, I guess in this case, like with the bridal shop knowing they're going to be on the show, maybe she could have cut a deal, but I don't know. Well, the show will only pay X amount. Like it's not going to pay the whole dress for you. So like, no, show- I mean like the bridal shop. Like if they would have given her a deal on it if she's like yeah i don't know you know what i mean no because i mean they're contracted by the show so i don't think they could have offered her any other deals 
Oh. Because, like, she's okay, not, okay, it's okay. not just her. Like, she's, you know, yeah. under kinetic. So I don't know if she could have done that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that Gil saying that he's not motivated by money and her saying that she's not going to change her lifestyle, I think is a disconnect. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's been established from the beginning is that those yeah. things don't seem to be um, compatible, mm-hmm. I would say. And then even Dion, he says at one point, oh, well, don't be worried about that. You know, she can take care of herself. And I'm like, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I hear what you guys are saying, but he he's basically telling Gil, like, don't worry about her money. Like, it's cool. And it's like, but they're married. So, like, they need to have some sort of, like, they need to – they need to figure out how it's going to be like so that they're both comfortable <laughs> with yeah. the finances. It's not as simple as, Oh, she got it. Yeah. Cause I mean, you have to go out with each other, I guess. Right. The, yeah. And then with traveling the and stuff, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it, it plays a part. So they do kind of need to be on, uh, I don't know. This is a disaster. I don't know why I'm acting. They need to like be on the same page, gonna... but yeah, she meets with two of his, uh, friends two of his female friends mm-hmm. oh one thing about this whole mural situation when she's friends with those two guys i was really surprised she's close with people she seems very hard to be close to I don't and know. i like even like the bridesmaids i'm like how does she make these friends where does she know these That's people like, i don't think those people i don't know i hate to speak ill i, I just don't know if uh. she's that close with them well the one guy not who's the other guy did Dion? Dion. He seemed like he was really close to her, and I was like, well, how? How, how, how? Yeah, That's a big I question. Know. I'm definitely with her. figure that out as well. Yeah, and similarly with um, Gil and his female friends, they're talking to Mirla. Um, she says she's worried about triggers for him, which I was mm-hmm. like, that's, that's an interesting way to st- start a conversation. Indeed. And then she kind of goes into a dark place and she says i'm <laughs> i'm moody and i just like i'll whine if i don't get my way i'll just like proud about it and i was like woman you this are was, 30 was, she's 35 or is she 34? 34 girl the fact that she felt so comfortable to speak like that she was like bragging about friends. it like it was just really uncomfortable like she was like oh you know i'm concerned about people being dirty i have someone who cleans my apartment i'm just like oh girl like this isn't landing how you think it's landing yeah because they were talking about his dog hype and they were like oh you're gonna love hype and she was like no they're like he's so sweet and she was like but they smell and they shed and the one girl's like oh you just need to get a Roomba and she's like i have a Roomba and mm-mm. It's, it's weird, because she's doing this whole pamper princess thing again, mm-hmm. um, and they say it'll trigger him if she says one thing and behaves another way, Yeah. Um, which I think, I guess, we'll see that play out, because I just, I don't know about Mirla. She's, she's... Well, I mean, I don't think that'll be the issue with her, because she's saying, she's saying one thing, and she's, and she's doing that thing. Like, she's mm. not really coming off as, None of like, it's positive. No, uh, yeah, like, it's not positive, but, like, she is saying... She's practicing what she's preaching, so I don't That's know. That's true. It's weird, though. Like, why is she so comfortable saying that? Like, I don't know if I'd I, be 34 and be girl. like, I'm whiny, and, like, I like to have my way, and when I don't have my way, I just whine about it until I get my way. Yeah, like, it's just, like, I would never say that to my spouse's 
two friends like oh even if i do that i probably would not admit it right i would never say that so just the fact that you (laughs) feel so open and, and brazen you know about this problematic behavior is really concerning um yeah so so yeah so then we have zach and michaela Mm -hmm. okay so her sisters are telling zach that they have basically like protected her all her life and that they need someone to carry that on and someone that they and she can trust um and so basically they need him to kind of i guess step in and be that person for her um i feel like they say something about i think her not hurricane k but i think they say something to the fact of like she can kind of go off or maybe that was later on in the episode what i have they're telling him about is um trust with her like he can lose trust with her and Mm. he won't be able to get it back if he messes up the trust situation um, was something that they kind of hammered home in that conversation. That's kind of all I got from it, though. Yeah. It, I think the, the conversation that she has with his family mm-hmm. was really intense. Um, so she says that the first thing that she thought of when she saw him was that he was gorgeous um, and that he seems very genuine, honest, and he pays attention. Dad mm-hmm. says that he is spoiled. And then Mom's like, no, he's not. No, he's not. And then Dad's like, well, they're all kind of spoiled. Um, but they said that Zach's super family oriented. He loves children. And she's like, yeah, so they said excited. he's great with kids. Yes. She's so excited about that. And she's like, well, he will one day, I guess, be a father. I'm like, oh, God. Um, so they ask her about conflict. And she says, like, how does she um, kind of, you know, walk through conflict? And she says that her parents didn't give her a great example of how to manage conflict. Um, and then she says that her dad, you know, passed away. And that's why he wasn't there at the wedding. And then she starts crying a little bit. She starts tearing up. And then we see this footage um, of the wedding. And I guess apparently the production didn't tell the DJ that her dad wasn't there. And so we hear the DJs like, come on, dad, come on down. For and the dance. father-daughter dance. Father-daughter yeah. dance. And so she's kind of just looking around like awkwardly. Um And I was just like, this is so fucking sad. So then his dad, Zach's dad, comes up and asks if he can dance with her. And she she says thank you. And so the sisters were crying during this whole scene. This was really sweet. I'm glad his dad did that. Well, it honestly, I don't know. I feel like production did set that up, but whatever. Um, Mm. So then she says that she would prefer to fight in a respectful manner. She doesn't believe in, like, shouting or throwing things. And believes in healthy arguments. Very interesting, girl. (laughs) Um, One thing I noticed is that mom was really quiet throughout this whole conversation. Dad pretty much let it. Mm -hmm. What did you think of that? I mean, I feel like his dad has handled most of these conversations with her. And I'm not really sure why. I feel like he just, like, is that kind of person. Well, he didn't when they talked at the wedding because the mom was doing all the talking at the wedding because she was talking about the things that Zach does. Because remember, she was talking mm. about how he does this. All his dirty that. things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not really sure what's going on with, with his with his, <laughs> with his parents. They have an interesting dynamic. It doesn't sound like, like either of them are shutting each other down, mm-hmm. but it sounds like they're really intense and like Zach's also kind of intense. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but they kind of like dad is, I feel like almost like applying this pressure that she needs to be a certain way. 
-hmm. for for Zach, even though Zach's never loved anyone apparently and never been to any weddings. They're like, you know, when you know it's so interesting that his parents and his family, (laughs) like, y'all know that this man has not had a serious relationship, nor has he been in love. So like why do y'all think that this is gonna work? Like it's just interesting. It's just very I wouldn't say it's not gonna work, but it's just like it's it's hard to see. Why do they think it's going to work? Not that it's not oh, going to work. Because Sweet Angel is perfect. I don't know if you caught that. I don't know if you know how they used to fulfill about they, their child, but they're like, he he's, you know, God's gift to women. Of course he can make it work. So. Okay. They will guide him and help him. And, you know, he talk like, I, I think they really believe in him. I think they just love him a lot. And that's okay. why. On the pure basis of him being their son, that's why they think it's going to work. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, we will. We will. We see, um... Bow and Johnny with each other's friends. He meets with some of her friends and they kind of let it spill about this whole pre-wedding meltdown <laughs> disaster. Um, Johnny seems a little taken aback by this behavior that he's hearing about. <laughs> he was like, I put a lot of thought into that gift. I'm like, Johnny, don't take it personal. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, she was brooding. Nobel she Prize. was brooding. <laughs> Brooding, we get the flashback. Brilliant oh, mind, Lord. you know. I, will never that. <laughs> I wanted a brilliant mind, a Nobel Prize. Oh, yeah. So he kind of asked him. He's like, "Can she be like that uh, often?" And they're like, "Yeah, um, just be patient with her. <laughs> be patient with her." I think he was really, really just you know, <laughs> caught off guard by that. Um, and then I think. I didn't take a note on this, but I think this is the part where he tells them he kind of wants the physical touch thing. And they say, like, she's not big on physical touch. Mm-hmm. Or was that from a prior episode? Mm. Anywho, moving right along. <laughs> I mean, they may have just, I don't know. They could have just said the same thing. Again. They just spice all this stuff together. Um, she meets with his family. She's greeting them in Vietnamese. She's doing all of her proper etiquette things. Um mm-hmm. With, I think it's his mom, his auntie, and someone else. else. I guess maybe two aunties, maybe? Yeah. This was kind of hard as well, because I wish they would have just spoken in Vietnamese instead. Because I just feel like things were, it wasn't as in-depth as it could have been. Yeah. The only thing I got from this is that they said that Johnny is really good with kids as well. And they were saying that maybe he could be a Mr. Mom and stay at home Uh with the kids. And I was like, whoa, how did we get there? Yeah, that's what I mean. I just feel like the conversation seemed a bit fractured. Yeah, like I think Um, we missed something. Because even like, I don't know what the context was, how we even got to the kids. Um, They're saying mom wants another grandson? Yeah. I guess she already has one. Yeah, I I guess she already, I guess, has one. But then just the way Bao looked when they were saying all this stuff about him staying home with the kids, she was just looking like, sis, we're not even there yet. Yeah. (laughs) His mom does say that she can call him, she can call her mom. I think Bao really likes that. Mm -hmm. She also asked about his his dad and his mom kind of fills her in on where his dad is and that whole situation. Um, So we don't get too much from that meeting except for it looks like it went well. Mm-hmm. Looks like she did good with them. Um, oh, we see briefly Michaela and Zach reuniting at the elevator. And he <laughs> wants to know, like, oh, what did my parents say about me? <laughs> and she's like, oh, your dad was talking about you, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, did he imitate me? And she, <laughs> she's like, yeah. So she, like, kind of mimics the imitation. He's cracking up, which I think they have a really good family unit, his family. It just seems like... 
it's like them versus yeah. us us yes. versus them kind of thing absolutely going on. like it feels like not elitism but it feels like they think that they are just super like i don't know i think they're really into each other as a family yes, yes. like <laughs> yes like that's why i was like it's not really elitism but it is kind of no like, i don't think they're better than anyone i think it's just like you know I we do, love us but i do think they i don't know we'll see we'll see <laughs> okay okay don't say too much yeah. uh we go back to bow and johnny he talks to her about his dad and bow's kind of reassuring him that like oh i think your dad would like me i do really good with dads blah blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. Yeah, that was um yeah she was really encouraging which i think was probably the best case scenario because we remember and we see how tore up johnny was on that phone call we do a flash it's a flashback of the pre-wedding mm-hmm. where johnny gets off the phone with his dad and he's like crying um which again they just add stuff in this was not yeah not from this time frame yeah um then we go back to what I think we go, do we go back to Brett and Ryan? Because I have us like kind of jumping around again. Um, yeah, we're doing a little bit of jumping. I have uh, Rachel and Jose with okay. him trying to like snuggle up to her, I guess. Like they're processing the conversation with the parents. And he's like, again, saying all these nice things, blah, blah, blah. She tells him that she's not really into saving or she's not a good saver at this point. Mm-hmm. He just looks a little, a little put off. Um, and then we transition back to Miro and Gil mm-hmm. and she's talking about her temper tantrums <laughs> um, which her words tantrums. Like I throw tantrums yeah she says that she throws tantrums and she needs moments to process he says that you know he can be you know emotionally loud but he said his, his vocals just get really loud uh, but he's just very passionate um, and then he says that, you know, money isn't important to him. Like, he thinks it's necessary for living purposes, but that's not how you get him going. So that was interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, again, I feel like a lot of this show is just, like, retreading over the same themes. Mm-hmm. Um, the same things we already know about these people. It's just, like, beating it into the into the ground. Michaela and Zach wake up. She's naked. Um, they're talking about <laughs> talking about last night. Um, looks like they have fun. Uh, There's that, that. Literally says. Oh. I just I wanted to give us give everyone a quote. Goodness. He says another reason why we are a great match. If last night keeps happening, I'm gonna die a happily married man. Dot dot sexually. dot. <laughs> Get him off the screen. Anyway. The honeymoon care packages come. They're going to Iabea, Isla, Bella in the Florida Keys, um, which I guess they're staying stateside because COVID, and that's where they're going. Um, we see Mira and Gil opening up their care packages. She's pulling out all kinds of uh, eye mask and things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, things oh, I can't she use. can't wear. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you can't do anything because <laughs> she can't wear eye mask because of her eyelashes that she gets done every week. Um, blah, blah, blah. We go to Brad Ryan. She's talking about she's terrified of planes. Um, they're just still being awkward, not missing anything there. Bao and Johnny. Poor Bao. She's trying to pack for this honeymoon and she needs her spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) And he's kind of like, you have a spreadsheet for packing? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I just kind of have a checklist. 
and she's she's like i think it's on my tablet and he says can i see it and she's like it's usually reserved for my eyes only but since you're my husband which i thought was very sweet that's very vulnerable yeah but then they put it on the camera and i was like why they do this girl yeah i mean (laughs) it did it did look very in depth but i mean that's probably just like for her anxiety like that probably like helps her and speaking i mean as I told you guys, I truly believe that Bao and I are like soul sisters. So like, I understand. <sighs> I get having a packing list. I truly do. But he's like, I just get, you know, six days, six pairs of underwear, six shirts, whatever. He it's thinks about it once he's there. And Bao is like planning the outfits and she's planning alternate, alternate outfits and mm-hmm. undergarments and things like that. Like she's, she's doing the details. Um, we see Rachel and Jose packing. It's, <sighs> Go ahead, take it away. So Rachel and Jose are packing. Um, he, there's a scene of him grabbing some condoms, a box of condoms. Uh, because you know I, they have condoms in little honeymoon yes. suites. And these, I actually, I think these were his because they he oh. had a box and they were magnums. And he's <laughs> just, <laughs> just telling you, I'm just setting the scene, you guys. The That's why I was, I was like, they're from the hotel. But I don't okay. think so. I mean, because it was, it was all magnums. Like, I think usually at the hotel, it'll usually be like an assortment because they all. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. On it. But these, this is like, this is the box. This man brought those. But he was like, well, let me pack these condoms. Uh, and I was just like, all right, Jose. Okay. I see you over there. Um, and so she like grabs the box and she's like, no, you can't have babies that way. And so he's like, oh, oh I guess this I'll is... leave him. And I was like, Rachel, Jose, what's happening? <laughs> and then again, <sighs> he keeps, he says again, I'm not going to tell her no. I just, I think that might've been like from the first time. Was that a so. cutaway? I think I that was a cutaway. I don't know, girl. <sighs> So, I don't know. She, I think she's kind of oblivious to what's happening right now. She's, like, in one world, and he's kind of somewhere else. Let's hope. Because it sounds like they're trying to have some babies. And I'm like, really? Sounds like she's trying to have some babies, and he's telling her that he needs to be masculine. Right, and, and he's just saying, up. sure, let's do everything. <laughs> I'm I'm down for it all. And it's like, are uh, you, Jose? Because <laughs> that no. was wild. Like, she, like, he literally, like, was like, all right, and then just, like, put the condoms away. And I'm like, sir... If you want to wear a condom, wear a condom. Please. <laughs> wear shit. I mean, just anyway. <sighs> we flash forward to everyone at the airport because they're flying. Um, yeah. Bow and Johnny said they're excited about private time, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> Brett and Ryan. <laughs> Brett and Ryan are saying there's no coffee at the airport because everything's shut down because COVID, you know, I don't know if y'all know, but even the airport hours change, at least yes. here stateside. The airport hours for like coffee and shit are like 1 p.m. Man. to 6 p.m. <laughs> when I tell you, I, I had a layover at like 8 o'clock and I was like, I'm going to eat because it's like, you know, around dinner time and everything was closed. I was so pissed. So I had pissed. a layover in Charlotte, and it was like 6 p.m., and so I was like, all right, I'll get something to eat. And then I go up to the there, and they're like, oh, we just closed. And I'm like, it's Everything is closed. Everything. And if y'all flew before this, then y'all know, like, places in the airport are open as long as the planes are flying. Exactly. <sighs> so, anyways, I, I felt that. Um, <laughs> we get a scene of Rachel and Jose. They're entering the their the room there what are they doing something weird <sighs> well I wait so did we get the montage of everyone arriving to the isla bella hotel did we get that yet 
Um, no, I think, I, well, I think, yes, that's happened. I cut that out. Go oh, for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I got that just because, you know, everyone. I know As they're getting out know. the cars. Yes. But I'm a uh-huh. hotel snob. So I always like to look at oh. what types of hotels they're staying at and the accommodations. And I like to read the reviews. And so the Isabella is a four star resort. It has been recently renovated. So it actually. Four um, stars. Wow. It's four stars, but it's the Florida Keys. So, like, the options are limited. <laughs> it kind of gives me, like, a renovated motel vibe because it does look like a motel. It does look like a motel. I would agree. Yeah. And so the rooms are nice but small. They're renovated, but it's not it's not for my taste. I'll say that. Mm. So, yeah. So okay. that's, just some, that's just some background into the hotel. Is La Bella. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> which translates to beautiful island, I guess. Oh, Sweet. Yeah, mm, wow. is it? I don't know if it goes. It's not like uh, an. It's not like a resort. It is not uh, a resort. Okay, <laughs> so uh, we get Rachel and Jose. They're like I don't know, entering the room in some weird way, just like stepping on top of each other. I don't know. Just they're being weird. <laughs> they're, they're being strange. So then they're brushing their teeth together, and he starts being weird, and he asks her. And he can brush her teeth. And I was like, that's, why would yes. you say that? Before he says, he's like, oh, well, I always sing happy birthday while I'm brushing my teeth. And then he's like, so can I, and he's like, can I brush your teeth? And so she's just like, sir. <laughs> so in her confessional, she's just like, I'm a grown adult. I don't need you to brush my teeth. So yeah, she said it freaked her out. And I was like, that's a bit extreme, but I don't know. This whole moment of them, I was like, this, this is feeling very artificial. And I yes. think it's because yeah. of him. Well, I feel like is, we're seeing, like, the real her, but I don't feel like she's picking up the vibes that he's, like, I don't know. Yes. Like, I think the brushing the teeth thing, I think that is him. Like, I think that's him because he mm. is very structured, and I also think a little nuts. And so when he was like, can I brush your teeth? I truly <laughs> think that he wanted to brush her teeth because she was doing it wrong. So we, I think that was a little showing of that's who he truly is, girl. So you know, goodness. All right. um, so then they start talking about he asks her about expectations and she says that when it comes to planning things to do she wants to be spontaneous and she wants to have an adventure and so she asks if he'll consider like going skydiving or something he was like he would do it he was like since we're already married you know you know I would do that but I wouldn't take a bullet for you or anything and I was like okay mm. um, so they kiss and then he says that he couldn't predict this amount of chemistry and that they have a lot in common. And then she briefly mentioned, she's just like, yeah, you know, that brushing the teeth thing, you know, that was weird. <laughs> so I was like, well, good for you. Yeah. Although I don't even think he realized that, like, she really thought it was weird. Like, I think he kind of laughs it off. I'm sure. <sighs> I'm, I'm sure. So, um, so that's that with we- yeah, we get into a cringy scene. Um, well, I guess before that, since you mentioned skydiving, the article did say that for the bachelor and the bachelorette, they have to do all those dates. So, like, whichever date you get chosen for, you have to do it. Like, you can't <laughs> you can't opt out, which sounds like was the case with the Tantra yoga thing with Serena and Matt. Oh, damn. Anyways, that sucks. I know. They say you have to do it, which I was like, oh, okay, that's probably why she did it, even though she was uncomfortable um back to Meredith at first sight Mirla and Gil they're they're in the room she 
you know, you guys know how Mirla is, kind of, get the gist of her. And she's like, the neighbors are close um, because they're next door, like a hotel or a motel, motel, not like a resort. Um, she's looking down at the pool off the balcony, and she says her pool is better than that one. I guess she lives in a community with a pool, maybe has mm-hmm. a pool. Yeah. She's like, it's missing ocean sounds. I was like, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. He asked her if she's hungry and if she wants to eat like a salad or something like that. And they're kind of joking around at this point, I guess. Um, she says she wants a beachfront resort and not a retirement home. She's a senior citizen center in Florida. <laughs> Which, to be fair. I kind of have to agree with her. I mean, I don't. I... I don't feel like it's, I feel like even last season when they went to Vegas, it looked better. Well, yeah, because they were in Vegas. So they stayed at what? Were they at the, um, I don't remember where they stayed, but they but were actually just like at it, an actual, an actual hotel. I mean, cause I mean, yeah. you know, like, and then the season before that, like they were in fucking Cancun at like hotel X, was it Excarit or something? Like it was like a four and a half, five star resort. So, like, I get it, COVID has changed a lot of things, but even, like, a really nice hotel in Vegas is better than, like, a a motel in the Keys. I'm sorry. I want I mean, y'all to just... know that Iabella <laughs> is considered a beach resort and spa, y'all. And resort and spa for $400 a night currently, which is... Mm. But it, it is in the Keys. So I don't know. And honestly, like after that, after she made that comment about like the senior citizen center, I was like, damn, that's tough. Have you um, been on their website? The I website have. does not I'm match up it. to what I've seen. The website, they, these ho- these motels do this where it's like the hotel on the website looks so nice. And then you look at the Is this people, the renovated one and they went to the non-renovated one? I don't know, girl. I really don't know. But honestly, even I wouldn't even go off the website. I would go at the TripAdvisor to see like mm. what it actually looks like. It's just too small for me. Like, it's just not for me. It's fine. You know, it's fine. <laughs> and I think with Merla, this just, I think for a honeymoon, I would not want to stay there. Mm. It only has a four too. Goodness. Okay. Um. Yeah. So then they start eating out on the patio. Even that patio, I was just like, this is gross. Um, I was just hoping it was because it was dark and I was like, maybe we can't see well. Like, I was I not know. into it. And then I can almost get to her point of like, wow, our neighbors are really close, which means the balconies, yeah, you don't have any privacy. Yeah, that's weird. So, like, Lord. For a honeymoon, yeah. Hello, like, you can't. It's tough. So then he says that for him, you know, it's not about the location. Oh my God. It's about the, you know, experience and. She says that she thinks that she's pretty easy to please. And she asked him, she's like, would you think I'm high maintenance? And he said, absolutely, yes. Um, I'm glad he was honest. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, like, I understood her frustrations. Like, that's not... Uh, that hotel is just not it for a honeymoon. So, I don't know. I get it. But I don't, I don't appreciate... I think you you have to really watch yourself in a situation like this because this man really doesn't know you. So mm-hmm. with my spouse today, I could be like, hey, this place is trash. Like, I'm not staying here. And, like, he'll get it because he knows me mm-hmm. and, like, we're, we're on the same page. But because they are not on the same page with finances and because they've just met each other, it can come across as a little high maintenance. 
Yeah, I would agree. I am looking at this um, picture of it at night. (laughs) Well, I'm on the Google review. So I'm looking at a picture somebody submitted from Google. And this is kind of what, I mean, I think it looks different in the daytime. I'll say from Mm. the other, the other pictures during the daytime look one way. But this picture someone took of the pool. And the pool, it's it's not great. This is I don't know if this is the only pool. I don't know. Maybe they're not on the side that faces the beach. It looks like they have some rooms that face the beach. Mm-hmm. But all in all, it's like a piece of land with a hotel and like a little small pool. Like somebody's backyard pool. Uh-huh. Um, it just doesn't look like as extravagant as you would want. Like it's not sand pools resort, which I guess is better maybe. Yeah. someone that specializes in resorts but maybe they got a deal because COVID and I guess the production is probably staying there as well right oh yeah definitely yeah I'm looking so. at the photos as well um I'll pass it, but thank you yeah it's <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be terrible but I probably wouldn't choose it for my honeymoon I'd like no way not on a honeymoon well, and I wouldn't choose it for a girl strip either because I like Ooh, I mean and just to her point more. Like, looking at this grass, like, it's, like, the pool, and then there's, like, this plot of, like, marsh grass, and then this isn't the beach. It's almost, like, it looks like it's, like, a man-made beach, because I see the marina towards the left. Mm, you're looking at a different picture than me. I see the grass, that I don't, but I don't see a beach at all. <laughs> I just don't know, you guys. I just don't know. It looks know. like they have two pools. Okay. Maybe one. This pool has shapes in it, and the other one is just square. Yeah, so maybe I, there is two pools. You know, it don't matter. I'm not going. So blessings <laughs> to everyone involved. Yeah, let's wrap this on up. But yes, uh, we see Brett and Ryan. They're talking about the flight again, and he was saying <laughs> that he wouldn't continue to date anyone if he took a flight with them and they were behaving like Brett was behaving, which we didn't see how terrified <laughs> she, she was. But this was like the first definitive thing we ever got from him where he's like, I'm not into that. Uh-uh, she's not a good flyer. So apparently he says that she like was freaking out on the flight and like made a child <laughs> cry. I'm like, what did she do? Did she scream in the child's face? Did she kick the, the flight attendant? Did she kick the chair? Like, what he's did not she impressed. do? He's not. I don't know what she did. I wish we could have seen it, but he's not impressed by her flying abilities. Yeah, whatever she did, it really turned him off because he he just could not let it go. Like he was just like, yeah, when you were freaking out on that plane, that was nuts. He's a big traveler too. So I mean, yes. even though he doesn't talk a lot or he doesn't talk in ways that make a lot of sense, this one thing he likes, <laughs> she yeah. ruined it. And so he literally says it was almost a disaster. Could you imagine the flight back? Goodness. I can't wait. And then he looks completely checked out at this point. And again, he says he wouldn't be dating them if someone acted like that. And I was like, so he's checked out. (laughs) So that means he's done. Like, he's literally saying, I'm not attracted to you anymore because you acted a plum fool on these people's flight. (laughs) Do you think she can redeem it? I think it's kind of difficult to say because it depends on how long they're on honeymoon because they're going to be back on a plane pretty soon. He literally (laughs) says she made a child cry. And it's like, if she if doesn't you know, get her act together on this flight home. But my whole thing is, yeah. Brett, if you know this about yourself, take a Xanax. 
like gets the Where's medication. Where's she gonna get his Xanax from? Well, she, I mean, like, she has... but she knows that she's a bad flyer. So I'm saying that's true because she's flown before. Exactly, and if you know you act this way, you know you be acting crazy. Get a Xanax, Valium, even a fucking Benadryl. Just knock yourself out. I think you know? we just like, need some more details. We need this picture color in a little bit more, and hopefully we get that. It was almost because a of... disaster. She barely <laughs> if we... survived the flight. <laughs> <laughs> if we pick up from this point next episode, then we'll have we'll have a better idea. I just need I him to need share to some know. more. I need, and finish. I think he'll probably he'll probably come at her with it. Of like, remember that time we were flying, and you like, you know, I think they'll have to talk it out because it seems he's really upset about this. <laughs> I think he's gonna uh, talk to the boys about this and be like, "Look, y'all, I'm I'm with a crazy woman." <laughs> somehow we're gonna get the information we need. Oh, Lord, we gotta. Lord. Bow and Johnny very briefly. Um, she says, well, there was a scene a little bit earlier where they woke up and Johnny said that Bow was snoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's kind of come back to that and she says, I don't want to be the reason you don't get any sleep because of my snoring. And she kind of offers for them to sleep in separate rooms, which I was like, Bow. Good extreme, Bow. <laughs> Oh dramatic God. well and she literally says why are you in this bed and so he looks up like really confused and she's like well i don't want you to like not get enough sleep and he was like girl Bitch, i mean shut up he was just like i'm not gonna not i'm not gonna sleep away from you he's like what are you talking about bow bow again bow being bow i get it bow. like i get it bow Tamar. i know I, I i get it girl it's okay resist okay. the urge it's to- okay <laughs> to take it that far <laughs> so then he's so then he starts like laying out his shoes and she looks at them and she's like oh my god i love how you put all your shoes out for the trip um and so then we get like a confessional from him about how he's worried about how she's feeling uh, about like intimacy and intimate space and then they get into bed and he tells her that if she ever feels like they're moving too fast you know just to let him know and he'll go as slow as she wants and he says that he wants to be friends first before moving into that intimate space. So then he does a really interesting segue <laughs> um, after this. Yeah, he whole... pulls it completely up because he's also saying, like, I want to be your emotional support and blah, blah, right. blah. Like, it's all warm, warm, fuzzy, fuzzy. And then Johnny. And then he's like, always. he's like, well, you know, what kind of stuff are you into sexually? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> It's what? it's a little weird. I think she's a little taken aback too because she was like, "Well, it's kind of all in how you kiss," and she doesn't really say anything besides like yeah. the connection. But she does then, say that some of the kisses that they've had privately have signaled to her in a positive way, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're we're see- so there's kisses happening that we're not that we're not privy to." Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I would want there to be kisses you're not privy to. I mean, well, absolutely. Yes. But I just thought it was interesting that they've already kissed, but it's like literally off camera. I was like, well, damn, they're they're gonna be fine. I mean, true. Because like, she knows she's feeling Johnny. If he could just yeah. get himself together, goodness. Mm-hmm. But um, so then he volunteers um some information, and he's like, yeah, I'm into pretty vanilla sex. Um, just not anal, and like he's talking wow. and just it's it's becoming a bit of an overshare. Like, more than I needed to know about what Johnny likes. Right? I was shocked that he felt comfortable enough to say that. I mean, I guess, you know, fine. But he's like, yeah, I'm not into bondage or whips or chains or anal. He's like, that's where poop goes. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, so Johnny. she says same. 
<laughs> I mean, like, what else yeah. are you going to say? I mean. Nothing while the cameras are there. Stop right? being able to listen to the conversation. Like, cool. Thanks. Same. Yeah. Um, for the finale of the episode, we kind of see Zach talking to the camera. He's saying he feels really terrible. He feels sick and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And scene for them. Um, I guess next week we see them kind of having some <laughs> arguments. Uh, <laughs> Zach and Michaela, because he's staying away from her or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll, we'll watch it unfold. We got to get into this ba- three-hour Bachelorette finale thing. One question with this Bachelorette finale. Is this the final row after the final rows? And, and is it the... Yes, this is it. This is It's all in one. It's all in one. Because I okay. was very confused as well. Because I was just like, wait, is this after the final rose? Because the studio, I, I don't think that's how it was for Matt. Like, we no, had the actual was finale like a- without a studio audience. And then we had after the final rose. Like, these two are combined in this season finale. Great. Let's get it over with. Okay. So, um. Okay, you can start us off. Yeah, I'll walk you guys through. And Tammy, just interrupt when you have something to contribute. Because... Yeah. It's kind of long and drawn out. Um, so we are at the studio with Tasha and Caitlin. They intro introduce us to what's happening. This little after the final rose thing. Mm-hmm. They start with a season long recap, which is I don't know if ne- I don't know if it's necessary. Um, they have on some matching shiny dresses. I didn't didn't like the dress choices for either of them. Tasha's was silver and Caitlin's was pink. Um, we see the end of Katie's conversation with Caitlin when Caitlin was at the door while Katie was locked inside after Greg left. Um, Katie comes on stage. She's looking nice. She's looking like she had the glam squad used appropriately. She's wearing like this little white dress and her ponytail looks nice. Her makeup looks nice as well. I didn't like the dress. Oh. I didn't like it at all. Cheap. Cheap. Well. It had rhinestones all over it. It had some kind of pattern on the front, right? Yeah. I was it a rhinestone like argyle thing? It was maybe? giving me okay. like, someone on Instagram said it was giving them like BB. Like, remember that boutique BB? Oh, yes. Maybe mm-hmm. that's where, well, it's probably not where it's from because BB is closed down for good. Well, she saved it. Hmm. I think she looked more put together than usual. Um, so I'll I'll give her a little, little okay, give her a little, little bit of credit. <laughs> Um, they talk about Greg leaving and Katie is doing her rah-rah thing that she does occasionally. Um, and she is saying she blamed herself and she was caught off guard by him and she feels anger and sadness. And she says she's not sure what she's going to say to him when he comes out. We transition back to the actual production of the show. Um, Katie's in bed. This is again after Greg has left. Katie's in bed. She says she's still processing. Um, Blake and Justin... Talk, are talking together um they're talking about greg oh i was then, like who <laughs> justin oh justin's Sorry. on the show too you guys <laughs> i did notice that blake and justin it seems like they kind of have the same head shape like i don't know they look kind of similar i think maybe i didn't even notice that i'll have to go back they got they all have like those big square blockheads <laughs> um <laughs> caitlin and Tasha come out and they confirm that greg has left Justin is taken aback and he's like, I don't know where I stand now. Um, but you know, <laughs> Keisha, Keisha, Caitlin and Tasha <laughs> are like, well, the thing is both of you will still have time with Katie. So that's implying they're still going to do the fantasy suites. They're going to have the whole day together and then they'll have the chance to spend the night together. Mm-hmm. Each of them still will <clears throat> is the, what's implied. 
or the implication. So Blake goes first because he's number one. And um, they have like a water balloon paint fight thing, him and Katie. She talks to him. They're kind of sitting in this hot tub thing. Oh, another tidbit I saw in that article was that in the hot tubs, the jets aren't blowing because they would interfere with the microphone. So you're just kind of sitting in a warm bath. Oh, I was noticing that because I was like, should this be plugged on? But yeah, thank you for clarifying. Girl, it was so many tidbits in that article. I was like, oh, okay. But a lot, most of it was like about the microphones mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and making sure no sound gets blocked. So she's telling him, oh, because you can't take the mic pack off is what it said. But anyways, she's telling him about Michael leaving. And she's kind of like telling him a lot of her feelings for Michael. Um, and then she talks about Greg leaving. And she says she saw him doing overnights and meeting her family. She doesn't mention she saw them getting engaged. But she mentioned no, she could see him going far. Mm-hmm. Blake says he didn't realize Katie even liked Greg. He didn't say that explicitly. <laughs> but he's like, I just didn't know she was like into him. <laughs> um... Blake then goes on to say, he doesn't usually say, I love you, but then he kind of says he feels love. And when he saw her barefoot playing hockey with his family, that's when he realized he loves her. Mm -hmm. She responds to him completely differently than she did to Greg. And she's like, oh my goodness. They kiss and she's telling him she loves him too, which y'all remember when Greg told her that he loved her. She was like, I "I just love looking at you. Yes. I was like, bitch. So a very different reaction with him. Um, it was you know, they're, completely They're telling different. each other that they love each other, loves all around. And then blah, she blah. gives him a note card about the fantasy suite and asks if mm-hmm. he wants to accompany her. He says yes. They go up there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming they We have, don't even see them enter the fantasy suite, right? Yes, we don't see that. We see the next morning where they Yeah, there's up. like a bra under the nightstand and like some pants scattered about. And she has on like a robe. And so she's, you know, just footloose, fancy free. They're eating some sort of gross looking breakfast food. And they just had the best night. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So then I think after that, um, she meets with Tasha and Caitlin, right? Mm-hmm. I think she's just talking to Caitlin. I don't know where Tasha is. I don't have. Oh yeah, and so she's telling her that her heart belongs to Blake, and that you know she really feels like Blake is the one, but Justin is still here. Yeah, Caitlin's so, like, but Justin's still here, and she's yes. like, oh shit, yeah, there's that other person. Yeah. So then we transition <sighs> to a conversation with Justin. Um, basically, he's acting like he's like really upset, and she tells him that she's in love with Blake, and that she wouldn't. You know, it wouldn't be fair for him to spend the day together and meet her family when she knows that it's Blake. Yeah, it's kind of like as soon like he's excited to go on this solo day because he's excited about fantasy suites and they mm-hmm. see him like wind the wind up to it and he meets her on the road and as soon as he meets her, she's like, "Can we talk?" She doesn't do that run up and jump thing, right? But can we talk? And he looks in complete disbelief the whole time. Yeah, which is um, interesting. It is, you know, I don't think we got to see the best of Justin on this show. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Truthfully, because I just don't feel like I know a lot about his personality per se. Yes. Yeah, like I didn't know And what about their feel. connection. Um, but yeah, so he's saying that, or she was saying she was looking forward to today. She's speaking in past tense already, which is, of course, not a good sign. Right. And she reminds him that she was only going to tell one person she loves them. And she said it yesterday. And so, you know, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry you were the second, if you were the first fantasy suite, you could have had the night. And so she kind of, um, well, he opens up a little bit and he's like, I regret like being open with you because 
I did all that now. Like, I didn't even get anywhere with it. Um, she's again telling him how great he is and that she's proud of him. You know, the weird stuff she says. Yeah, proud of you for, I don't know, doing nothing. Yeah, she's like, continue to open up and blah, 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 blah. They hug and he leaves. He's kind of emotional. He's like, it's like a voiceover almost. Like, he's talking, but he's a little choked up. Um, so Justin then meets with Caitlin and Tasha, and he's saying he's hurt. He comes out on the stage. You're back in the studio. Um, he says he's still hurt. Um, he saw how distra- distraught she was by the other guys, like when Connor left and mm. Michael left. And Katie didn't have no feelings when she to- told Justin goodbye. So that's very indicative. Um, of how she felt. And he says, I wonder if I was there by default just because like, I kept just getting moved along because other people kept leaving. Well, and he says he doesn't fair, feel Katie gave him a fair shot, which I was like, hmm. Same. She comes out from the back. Justin's already tearing up. He asked her if he was a God. default. And she's like, no, you were there for a reason. Blah, blah, blah. I think she's full of shit in this moment. Yeah, she is. Utter and complete shit. But then the best part of this whole thing, we get this nice montage of Justin making faces throughout the season. Because <laughs> uh, he just apparently doesn't know what his face does when he's reacting. But, you know, his eyes bulge. He does things with his mouth and, like, looks to the side. It's really, really cute. Um, it was really funny because he just didn't... I guess he didn't realize that he does that. Um, Back into the show. Blake knows Justin is gone somehow. We don't know how he finds the information out. But he goes to me with Katie's family. They're all on one accord. For the family, it's Mom and Aunt Lindsay. You mm-hmm. want to take it from here? Yes. Mom is Rhonda Lee. And oh, Aunt goodness. is Lindsay. So Rhonda Lee. They have a little s- short conversation um, together. And then I believe Lindsay, Aunt Lindsay talks with Blake uh, one-on-one first. And so he's saying that he works for a not-for-profit um, organization in Africa uh, but he doesn't live there full time um, and so I think she asked so are you unemployed the time that you're not living there and he's kind of like yeah for the most part um, but he is going back he goes back and forth to Africa for wildlife relief or whatever um, and so he says that um, he's hold on wait he does not say that actually I'm sorry so basically there's a notion that he flunked out of the last season because neither of the other bachelorettes wanted him. And so Lindsay's just like, you're basically here by default. Like, why do you want to be here? Why do you like Katie? Um, he says that he's very open and he hit it off with Katie and they clicked because they're both very open people. Lindsay says that that means nothing to her. <laughs> she says that mm. you need to be secure to come into this family and understand that you're here because we want you here, not because Katie needs you. And so mm-hmm. Lindsay is just like, so what's the plan? Like, how are you going to work? How are you going to live? Is she going to come with you to Africa? Is she moving to Canada? What's the plan? And Blake is just like, you know, I'm not sure. We haven't really talked about that yet. And so in a confessional, Blake is saying that he just didn't know what to say and that everything he said was the wrong answer for Aunt mm-hmm. Lindsay. That's just the thing. Do you feel like she was being hard on him or do you feel like she was being an ass? Um, neither. I feel like she was just asking mm. questions. Like, it's literally, this is his third bachelorette. So, I too would be like, 
like what do you like about Katie? Like why are you here? Like what is it about her? Uh. Is this by default? Because you technically wanted to be on Claire's season and then that changed. Then Tasha moved you out and so now you're here. It's like I, I'm con- I'm confused. I'm also more confused about this not for profit thing. Like what the fuck does that mean? Like how do you make money? Like are you gonna be in Africa? Like I was with Lindsay because I'm like I don't really see. Understand. I feel like she was being a bitch. Um. And, like, I get her concerns. Yeah. I just feel like the delivery doesn't have yes, to be that's what it was. like that. Like, I understood what she was asking because I would have asked the same questions, but I wouldn't have done it like that. Yeah, because but she's like, she you know, you need just, to be secure as fuck because you're here because she wants you here, not because she needs yeah, you. Like, Nobody said she, anything. He's just, like, oh, girl, the way she girl, was take talking, a breath. I was like, all right, let's 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 just calm down for a second. Like, there's a way to talk and ask, you know, questions like that and not sound like a complete ass. Um, yeah, that's what just, I'm saying. Like, I feel like her questions are valid, but like, yeah. homegirl, you're not very warm. You're like, and it, Katie had said, I guess before this, that her aunt Lindsay can be cold. Yeah, and I was like, this bitch is just like. <sighs> well, I don't I'm not know, saying but, that like all women need to be warm, but like she was just of coming not. off like a little intense, like just a, a bit aggro, and I was just like, sis, uh, he he's been chosen <laughs> like she like she's going he's to the only option <laughs> he's the only one left so like i don't know, I know. what you think you're doing <laughs> yeah but i guess in this moment i did realize he mentioned he lives like on the niagara Falls side of canada mm-hmm. and she she's lives in, in seattle, seattle. <laughs> so i was like damn that is kind of a ways away yeah that's the first time that connected for me i was like okay I don't know why I thought I maybe thought like they lived a little bit closer. I mean, both they both live on the border. They just live on opposite mm-hmm. sides of the country. Opposites. So we'll that was interesting. I suppose Katie talks with her Aunt Lindsay and Aunt Lindsay is still keeping the same energy. Mm-hmm. Talking, talking about she doesn't want Katie to bow down to him. And God, <laughs> I was like, stuff. bow down to him? Like, what's like, happening? This, this lady is extreme, girl. Take a break. And it makes me wonder, you know how sometimes you see people like that, you're like, do you have a partner? Because you seem Ooh, hurt. Lord. And it's not even Who about, hurt you? Like, it was just so much energy and just like emotion. I was like, Aunt Lindsay, just Somebody take hurt a her, I'm telling you. Yeah, just take a minute, Lord. So the so I'm glad her mama wasn't like that. Yeah, conversation with mom was like much better. Like she like starts crying Normal. in a way because she just wants Katie to be happy. She just wants her happy happiness. She just wants them to mm-hmm. be in a solid foundation. Like it wasn't none of that that mess that Lindsay was given. It was it was a much yeah. better conversation. Yeah. Oh Lord. Blake says those expectations make him nervous after he talks to their family. He's just feeling a little. After he talks to her family, he's a little shaken up. I guess. I think Aunt Lindsay intentionally did that. Yeah. Um. They go on a little date night. And she says it's going to be more serious than normal. And I'm like, okay, not sure what that means. Um, so they meet with an energy healer. And I'm wondering about this date. Because I was like, is this Justin's date night that we somehow oh, broke Blake know. into? That's a good question. Because like, what would have happened if Justin would have made it? Like if he would have gone to his fantasy suite. I'm just wondering. Oh, yeah, that probably was his date. Um. So, essentially, the energy healer tells them they're going to write their fears on pieces of paper, and they're going to burn them in this thing called the Zazobra, uh, which apparently is this New Mexico tradition thing. It'll help them heal, to help them release. Um, they write their fears and read them to each other. Katie's fearful of a lot, that she's not pretty enough, that she's um, not going to make it with someone, blah, blah, blah. 
and Blake's fears are pretty normal things. He's kind of like letting things go when he's speaking. But this is a Zobra. I don't know if you got a good look at it. This thing looks a little bit demonic to me. It has his <laughs> eyes that are moving around. I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here, but I'm not really into it. So I don't want this Zobra energy with me. <laughs> I was like, um, so like they put the things in the Zobra, and the Zobra, the Zobra burns. It's just like this <laughs> big clown-looking thing that just starts burning, and I just I, I don't like it. No, I, um, I, I, I left the room. I was like, I am good, girl. That's, don't let that spirit energy. get on you. <laughs> I don't want that energy. I was like, don't need it. Whew, okay. We see Tasha. She calls Neil Lane on FaceTime, and she's like, we need some rings ASAP because the season is over. Um, you know. We're ending a little bit sooner than expected. So Tasha helps Blake look at rings, which I guess is kind of odd since they dated briefly. <laughs> and it looks like I saw a little, a little, uh, a old picture throwback. And I guess for um, Tasha's tantric date, it was with Blake. Oh Lord! So they're like sitting with their pelvises touching. I know it's like, mm. okay. So he says he's hesitant and needs a minute. Meanwhile, we see Katie heading to the meeting spot, the rendezvous point. She says she has zero doubts about being a fiance, being a fiance, being a fiance. Um, and we get another clip of Blake pacing around, being unsure about the rings. Tasha goes up to him and she's like, "If you're struggling with this, you should just let her go." And I was like, "That's what? <laughs> what is this advice? Because he can't pick a ring?" Oh God. Um, anyways. So Katie is wearing this green evening gown, which I think is really pretty. I just don't think it's in the right setting. What did you think about the evening gown? Um, I thought it was a really nice gown. I didn't like it on her. Mm, okay, I can see that. Yeah. So as y'all know, we're still in the desert, and this this little rendezvous point is real deserty. They have like terracotta pots, beads, desert plants all around. It's like a little little wooden stage they're standing on. I don't know. Um, Tasha and Caitlin are there. Caitlin's wearing a yellow gown. I mean, yeah, Caitlin's wearing a yellow gown. Tasha's wearing this black glittery suit mm-hmm. thing. Um, Blake arrives. He shows up, hops out, and he's like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> um, so they meet up at the little altar. She's basically pouring her heart out. Did not take notes on what she's saying because she's just talking and talking and talking. Yeah. Um, we see a rose probably for the first time since Andrew left, which was Damn, so long ago. We, yeah, you, roses are part of the show, huh? Yes, <laughs> they are. <laughs> Haven't had any rose ceremonies or anything. We see a rose kind of sitting on a little side table. Um, Blake says, this seemed too good, be, seemed too good to be true. He proposes, like, he gets down on one knee, and she acts surprised, which <laughs> I I don't know. I, I didn't like this, because she's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, like girl, yeah, I wasn't you know sure what show you're why on. she was confused as to why he was proposing. Um, so then he proposes, you know, it's fanfare. It's this sweeping, strange, like, sound of music, music in the background. Mm-hmm. She gives him that rose. She gives him the rose, and then they kind of, they get on horses, and they ride off into the sunset. Well, I mean, yeah, the sunset right setting, off into the, they ride right, I put right off into the distance yeah. um, on these horses. And then we kind of go back to the studio where our friend Greg is. Greg says he had no idea what to expect. Um, 
and talks talks about him and Katie understanding each other since they both lost their dads. Mm-hmm. He says he laid it all out with her and didn't get anything back. And the next day, there was the disconnect because she didn't say I love you back or she didn't engage him in that conversation. Mm-hmm. He also says she brought happiness to him and he didn't realize how unhappy he was until he met Katie. Yeah, this made me very sad. Um, and so... yeah. He says that he felt like he shared a lot with her and he was hoping for something in return. And then he says that if he could do it over, he wouldn't have done anything differently. He had no regrets. So then uh-huh. Katie comes out. She already uh-huh. looks just like on one, Goodness. Uh, which is interesting since, I mean, she's engaged. Like, what's the problem? Um, so then she doesn't hug or like even like try to like give him a handshake or anything. Um and so she basically says that she doesn't think that he ever wanted to get engaged. And I was like, whoa. She didn't understand, like, where his behavior came from because she felt like she validated him every single week on the show. Like, she gave him rose after rose and first impression rose and all sorts of roses. And she, she said did. she felt like he was looking for an opportunity to escape because he never wanted an engagement. And so he says that he never would have introduced her to his family if he wasn't, you know, wasn't in it for for a relationship and she claims that he was using her to get experience exposure and dare i say acting practice i was like okay katie he says Uh as much as i hate to break it to you i am not meryl streep um and he says that you know he wasn't there for acting experience like he was there you know because he really wanted a shot at love and so yeah. I did a little bit of research because this whole thing about the acting shit just kind of threw me. I didn't know where this came from. And so apparently he did spend like a year or two at like an acting school in New York. But I don't really know mm-hmm. if that matters. Like, I mean, well, just yeah, Katie said that too. She's like, you can be an actor. It doesn't, you know, what? Like, you can be an actor and still be on the show. Yeah. Which is true. I'm just not sure why she came out with these acting accusations. Yeah. And so she's claiming that apparently, like, this whole, like, sad boy act is an act. And that he's really, like, a very confident, cocky boy from Jersey. Um, and that he's super full of himself. I don't know. I Honestly, the, everything that I got from this let me know that Katie was really into him. And mm. I think it, her feelings are still very hurt. Cause she that was acting like it. Cause she, I didn't like the way she was acting. <sighs> she was she was a mess. And then she said that he was gaslighting her. And her definition of gaslighting was making someone feel like it's their fault. And I'm not I how sure. I don't know if that's the definition. Know. I don't. You know, I'm not gonna say I know a lot of things, but I do know a few things. And I mean, I, I think gaslighting is more about like manipulation, like to question yeah. your own sanity. And so mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't necessarily think that was the case. Like, he disagreed no. with how you handled the situation. That's not gaslighting. He felt like you did not return the same feelings and emotions after he told you about his dad and about opening up. He felt like you did not return those same affections. And so he questioned whether or not, you know, he should be on the show and whether or not she was into him. So I don't yeah. think he gaslit her because he was just telling you I don't agree with how you've been how you've been how you've been dealing with me. <laughs> exactly. This whole time he's trying to apologize. She won't stop talking, and she's demanding an apology while she's talking and while he's trying to give her one. He stayed cool this whole time, which I think is very admirable for him. Yes. Um, but she's just like going on and on and on and on. Um, 
He says she was playing the bachelorette with him by saying to his mom that whole front runner comment about him yeah. getting a rose. Because, again, he don't give a fuck about these yeah. roses. He don't care about these roses. But she does, you know. And she's like, well, you should have stayed through that beca- um, because you know that this is – I'm dating three people at one time. And, you know, that's the way the show goes. And she felt like he didn't love her because he left. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he says he didn't know how she felt about him, even though I do feel like this conversation came up quite a bit with them, where she was, like, telling him, I'm into you, blah, 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 blah. But he said she didn't know how she felt in that moment, I guess. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. She did – I felt like she was really validating him up until that point where he truly poured his heart out, and she was just like, I like looking at you. I was like, well, damn, something shifted. Yeah, that's weird. And then he also said, like, if it was me, you would have stopped me from leaving. If if – if she intended to pick him and she kind of goes back to that whole thing of you know there were other people i can't just end the show and go home with you mm-hmm. um she said all of her feelings left when he left all of her feelings for him left when he left which i was like girl come on i guess you sitting here arguing to the death of this man stop lying lies ultimately they wish each other the best blake comes out um kind of briefly he says home talks about the whole thing with hometowns and how that's when he knew he loved her. Blake tells Katie he's proud of her. Um, a lot more whoop-de-doos happening. Um, some random guy in the audience stands up with a boombox and Memorize You starts playing again, which is their song they had on their first date, I think. Rose petals fall. The audience is swaying. The show ends. That's all y'all missed. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> you missed that part? <laughs> yes. It was like one guy stands up with the boombox and then all these like other guys throughout the audience also have boombboxes and like, <laughs> yeah, oh that's it. That's it. So we are now finished with the bachelorette officially. I think this is the end. Is yes. that correct? Yes. This is the end. Praise the Lord. Oh, get that off. <laughs> it's, been a, it's, brain. Been a, it's been a season, but we made it. I so. will be purging this information. Thank as soon you guys as possible for sticking with us. Um, so going into recommendations, I do not yes. have a recommendation because I have been <gasps> knee deep in Queen of the South this whole week. I recommended mm. it last week. Uh, but Jade, if you want to give us your recommendation. Yes. Okay. I very happily stumbled upon um, this new season of Love After Lockup. It's a it's kind of weird. Season three already happened, but this is like the second part of season three with new couples. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a new season, but it's under the third season if y'all look it up on y'all streaming services. Um, so it starts season three, episode 34, 35, I think, was when you get introduced to new couples. So I stumbled upon it. It's a show I love, but I stumbled upon this new season, and I'm almost at the end of it. Um, very entertaining. I will say when you guys watch... My favorite people are Deontay. He's from Newport News, Virginia. Don't know him. Um, sad to say he's one of mine. I'm going to say, is this, is this one of yours? He's, he's one of mine, but I don't act. Girl, we don't claim him. Um, there's Deontay and then there's old, old man Stan on the show mm-hmm. who are kind of, those two people and their couple ships are carrying the show. Um, but very entertaining. The whole premise of Love After Lockup is sometimes people get a wild hair up their ass and decide to go on dating websites specific for inmates and this yeah the inmates can join these dating websites and so um when they get released 
that's when they meet up with the people they've been talking to, and this show kind of follows them after their release and how they get along with their their person they've chosen to parole to. Um, So it's pretty interesting. And if you watch some of the earlier episodes, they're interesting too, especially this girl Megan, who she was a virgin, and so in order to have sex with her inmate, before he got out, she wanted to take like twerking classes or how to have sex classes, like virtual classes. <laughs> it's just really strange. So really quickly, and I know I don't want to mm-hmm. take up too much time, but what is the thought process in wanting to find an inmate, like a specific inmate for dating purposes? Like why, why would I go to a tender for inmates? Like what, what is, what do you I know, have to gain? It's interesting that you ask that because sometimes the families of the inmate ask the same question. Like, so what are you looking for with my, with my, yeah. with my relative? Why would you ever be on a dating website to find them? Like, what do you want with them? You couldn't yeah, date nobody in the free world. It's not like you, you just found them by chance. Like, it's not like you stumbled upon them in Walmart, you know, yeah. and you, you know, you saw each other and just had to have each other, but you're purposefully looking for mm-hmm. a former incarcerated person. Like, a currently incarcerated person. They're oh in jail. God, currently, yes. Yeah, right. they're in jail currently um, while they're meeting these people. So usually the families on both sides are asking those questions. And some of these people, it's not their first inmate. Um, they're like, yeah, this is this is what I do. And, of course, the inmates are like, yeah, I'm getting money from it. They're paying for all this stuff for me, whatever, whatever. Interesting. What are these, what are these apps called? Do we know? Um, one is, I think, datinginmate.com. Oh, one is called Seeking Arrangement. I think there's, like, just Seeking regular websites. arrangements. All right, let's see. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so oh, that's wait, where Stan no. found I'm his sorry. girl. That's Sugar Daddy. That's not... Oh, not. that's where he found her. He's a Sugar Daddy. That man is rich. He found her there, and I think she went to jail after. But I think oh. that's where he met her the first time. Okay, so this isn't for um, Some of the other ones may be like, try dating an inmate. Mm, Or like those pen pal websites, things like that. So that comes on WeTV. Um, So WeTV has an app. That's how I usually watch it. Um, Yeah, highly, highly recommend it if you want some trash, some good drama, something to laugh at. Because when y'all see this first episode of Deontay, I told Tamara to watch it a week ago. She hasn't done it. So I'm almost at the point of spoiling it for her, but I'm trying not to. No, I'm going to do it. It's y'all. Y'all. When I say a good laugh. I'm on meetaninmate.com. You have to pay for this shit. $35 for 12 months of, of what? <laughs> like, See? What, what kind of person? What kind of person? If you want access guys. to the inmates, you have to pay for it. $35 um, for 12 months. Oh, that's for the yeah. standard. See, I'm gonna do some. What do you get with the standard? I don't know. I'm gonna do some research, you guys, and get back with you because I've got some questions. Okay. Well, we thank y'all for joining us again for another week as we catch all up on these shows, so you don't have to spend five hours of your five hours of your time during the week watching this and trying to manage your life. We make it happen. Um, Any other final closing thoughts? Nope. Just thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Like and subscribe and share with your friends. Bye. Bye, guys.